Blog Talk Radio.
anybody, everybody. Uh, brothers and sisters, we're not doing that. We're not blessed and highly favored. In this life, we are most miserable. So anyway, I'm Brother Seth. And you tune in to Five Swiss Zone Network. We've been broadcasting since 2011. And uh, talk a little bit about that. A little bit about it uh, here in a second. Well, folks, listen. I want to apologize for not doing live shows on Tuesdays. Normally, I um, do these shows on Tuesday where we're breaking down this religion covert religion, I might add, of white supremacy, this thing that has us worshiping the Father in a cloud, or in a maze, or in a fog, where we can't see clearly many things. Okay, brothers and sisters, and this is not an attempt to worship or Give undue praise to something that don't exist. This is very real. The Father showed me, first and foremost, was in my life. And I know um, from living and, and uh, getting to know people over the years, I see it in seemingly everyone's life. And uh, I don't teach this from a standpoint of looking down at anyone or thinking I'm smarter than anyone or thinking I'm um, I do think sometimes the Father can give people some things that other people uh, don't have but that don't mean uh, that they're better off is what I'm trying to say yes I can know something that a lot of people don't know and I do believe this is one of those things that it's just people don't like to think about so how they're going to excel in this revelation and this knowledge or this insight, if they don't even want it in their head. And the Father began to show me years ago that I was operating in white supremacy. Also, I was serving him, and I was loving him. He showed me something that was a handicap in our relationship. And the Most High showed me that I was practicing idolatry. I was practicing something that he hasn't authorized and it, brothers and sisters, was a part of my everyday thinking. And so the show tonight come in that attitude, in that spirit, again, not condescending, looking down at anyone. Yes, I can know something, or you can even know some things that others don't know, but that don't make us better, brothers, because we're all the students in life. None of us have it that way to ever look down on anyone because they may not know something because there may be areas where you are shored up, shored up and, and, and uh, walking in blessings, uh, as I said in the beginning, blessed and highly favored in areas, and in my life, I'm in bondage. So we don't have it like that, brothers and sisters, okay? So I want to just again uh, thank many of you that just believe in Brother Seth, Tonight is one of those nights where I could probably use some encouragement, to be honest with you, brothers and sisters. It's a lot, and I know I say this probably too much these days, but it's just a lot going on. It's all there is to it. And uh, some of it has to do with just 
what I'm called to do. Some of it have to do with what I'm not doing, what I'm called to do. <laughs> and just a little bit of this, a little bit of that, y'all. So anyway, I want to play a little something, and we'll come back after this little audio that I prepared uh, where we uh, kind of tell the listeners how to engage with us, some of the rules of the show. And um just trying to make sure I've covered everything. And I do want to also apologize to those that got some mis- messages about this show. Um, I kept thinking we was going to do it on Monday, then I canceled. And when I canceled, I still had on the show that we're not going to have a show tonight, uh, on Tuesday, but on Monday. So definitely having a show tonight, brothers and sisters. Definitely having a show tonight. Um, oftentimes, people listen to the show, and I get feedback here and there. Not, not this don't happen a lot, brothers and sisters. But people keep associating the Five Smooth Stone Network with these people out here that is um, disrespectful, that are um, law-driven, that are. Um, really just immature to be honest they're not demonic per se I'm not saying that but they're just immature folks we here at the five smooth stones believe in number one obeying whatever the Holy Spirit is saying at that moment and I believe if you really really do that all jokes aside, all religious acts aside, if you really follow the Holy Spirit, brothers, you're going to keep every single commandment that the Father is saying out of his mouth. That should shut up anybody thinking we don't believe in keeping laws. What we do not teach here, what we are not about here, is to feel like our righteousness in any way is going to come to how well we keep those laws. We do believe that your quality of life goes all the way down if you are disobedient. And to the degree, you may even be tampered with your very salvation in that the Bible talks about the deceitfulness of sin. Some of you know about how the Apostle Paul even uh, warned, uh, well, he instructed a church to turn someone over to Satan for the destruction of their body, that their spirit may be saved. The reason why he said that is because there was a, there was a chance that that particular person's spirit can be caught up and not salvaged. So I do believe that a person can not believe. And, of course, if they don't believe... How are they going to be justified by faith? So we don't believe in just sinning like crazy, and and you know, and we don't believe in being justified by commandments as well. We believe that salvation is a gift given to us through faith in Christ. Once we accept this Christ, accept His testimony of His Father. Brothers and sisters, they're given the gift of righteousness. It's serious. It's 
nothing you can work for. That gift, even the faith that you have, is a gift. So please know that, brothers and sisters. Please know that we believe here at the Fires of Sunday should justify by faith and not of works, but you should be able to prove that you have faith based upon your works if you truly have faith. We'll get more into that, brothers and sisters. Again, check this out. We'll be right back, brothers and sisters. Sent with all types of details of what's going on on the next show sent to you. 
and enjoy the rest of the show. And thank you for tuning into the Five Star Soul Network. Hello. <laughs> Are you a podcaster, YouTuber, lecturer, public speaker, or pastor? Did you know that having your audio transcribed has a panoply of benefits? Transcriptions help you create merchandise, improve your search engine optimization, grow your listenership, viewership, readership, and protect your content from potential shadow banning. If you would like more information, please contact Yoel the scribe at yoelbenyisrael.com. That's Y-O-E-L-B-E-N-Y-I-S-R-A-E-L.com. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Shalom.
Father, in your son's name, we ask that you will reveal to us your heart in the matters spoken tonight. And Father, we ask a special blessing upon the listeners that if they're suffering with pain, discomfort in their bodies where they can't hear you, we ask that you will rebuke and we rebuke the enemy in Christ's name. Spirit of sickness and infirmity, and we even speak to bodies and command these bodies receive peace. These bodies receive healing in Yeshua's name, in Jesus' name. All these things we ask as a body on this broadcast tonight. And brothers and sisters If you agree with that prayer Simply say amen Or clap your hand Or just pat your feet In spirit of saying I agree It's just that simple brothers and sisters You know everybody can't talk It's all type of people that can't even talk But you can agree By doing something in the natural to say, I agree, Brother Seth. There's power in agreement. This is not no hocus-pocus stuff, Brother sisters. If you agree, there is power. Well, tonight, I am joined by the one and only Brother Purcell Porsche all the way, or should we more properly say his name, the Ambassador Purcell Porsche all the way in Cincinnati. Let's go ahead and open up his line. Erico 513. Three three one, brother Ambassador Purcell, what's happening? What's going on, brother Seth? Thank you so much for uh, inviting me once again. I don't take it lightly uh, that you uh, you actually invite me on for the broadcast. Um, I'm honored, actually. Um, so with that being said, um, I heard you mention follow the Five Smooth Stones Network, man. I'm telling you all, all of you who are listening, follow us. Follow the Five Smooth Stones Network. Amen. This is this, this is the baddest show in the land. This is the this show, man. I I will trade in my nutter butter cookies. For this show <laughs> And that's real So with that being said It's your boy Ambassador Purcell and Del Porsche All the way out here in Cincinnati, Ohio As Seth has already said Representing The uh, Representing the uh, Salt Life Kingdom Ministry well, we believe in bringing the saltiness back to the believer through rightly dividing the word of truth and kingdom principles. Um, looking forward to the show tonight. Um, looking forward to what Seth has cooked up. Um, again, call in, tune in, follow us. Um, love to hear your comments, questions, concerns. Um, love to interact with you 
um, as we go forward on tonight. Uh, and I know I speak for Seth when I say this. I, it, 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 I pray that um, it's none of us and all of him because this, the program Amen. and the broadcast uh, ultimately is about him. The, yes, the, mis- uh, the, the ultimate mission is to please him. Um, Proverbs chapter 16, verse number 7 said, When a man's ways please the Lord, he will make even his enemies to be at peace with him. So it is our goal. Um, and again, I know I can speak for uh, Brother Seth in this area. It is our goal that the Father, that the Father, yes. that the Father be yes. glorified and pleased. So, without further ado, um, Seth, I'll hand the, pass the mic back to you, man, and um, let's get after it. Well, thank you, thank you, and I appreciate uh, those words. Uh, well, you don't take the show lightly, Brother Purcell, uh, Ambassador. I really, really appreciate you saying that. You say it almost every time, and believe it or not, brothers and sisters, I may not say anything when you say that, but I don't want people to take the show for granted. And so, again, I appreciate you, brother. Well, tonight, brothers and sisters, what are we talking about? We're talking about uh, excerpts from the upcoming book. And I have Purcell tonight as a co-host. And what we're going to do is we're going to do a 10-10. I don't want him holding too long. Number one is I'm really probably going to lean heavily on him tonight, but i got to get this book out, brothers and sisters. We have stalled. And I haven't did a live show with the book. I haven't used the services of uh, Brother Yoel in a while, so he don't even know it. But this show tonight is not a repeat. I've been doing so many repeats. He don't even he don't even he don't even tune in no more uh, unless he just wants to. Because sometimes you know he's one of our oldest listeners. Now that's one of the persons that listens probably since 2011. Brother Yoel himself. Uh, not every show, of course, but he says he does listen. And he just just so y'all know, real quick side row. Again, we're going to be talking about the book, The Systemic Lies of White Supremacy, Our World's Rule and Religion. We're going to hit white supremacy in a way I guarantee you never heard it. And this is not a bash to white people or bad people, but a system. But Brother Yoel shared this with me years, uh, not years, but he shared this to me not that long ago about something that happened years ago. But he said, Brother, you was one of the first ones I heard to share with Israel. So what is Brother Yoel doing now? Brother Yoel didn't necessarily get out there and be preaching hate. He is a scribe, as you see, like to consider some a scribe. He does, he does these shows for people where he translates them in from audio into uh, 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 book form or, or, or transcripts. And um, he kind of edits it. And so I appreciate him. All right, so Yoel described, y'all heard the uh, promo earlier. But this brother said that you was not like those others that I heard way back in the day. You wasn't preaching hate, you was in love, and he, and he said, I, lo- I like you. He kept listening. And there was many, 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 many people. And a lot of those people that went on to have their own blog shows. Brother Yoel is a part of another group. And uh, just various people that the Father have used have taken this revelation. Some of them went, some of them is part of traditional churches that still 
you know, that meet on Sundays and, and they just have that revelation. So for those of you that think that the, the, the people that believe that and that, 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 that have embraced this belief that African-Americans and others scattered at the four corners are Israel or a bunch of haters or, or whatever y'all may be thinking out there, just know it's not so, brothers and sisters. It is the truth that no matter, as Martin Luther King Jr. said about truth, when the truth is crushed to the ground, it's going to rise again over and over and over. You don't have to believe in it. It's okay. But if the Father is really going to do something with Israel, like he said, and you one of those people that don't believe, not a problem. He won't use you. You just use the next generation of your family. If you're the next generation, not a problem. Maybe your family will be missed altogether. And it's okay because it's not the way to your matter. But i tell you one thing. You're talking about somebody confused? I need you that that's running from this and feel like it's a cult. I need you to ask, answer these questions. How are you going to determine when Christ is going to return? That's what I want to know. How are you going to determine how to read the book of Ezekiel, you don't know Israel, or Isaiah, or Revelation? All you pretty much is going to have is the gospel. Somebody said, that's all you need. Not true. The Father is just not saving people. He's maturing people. He wants his saints to know certain things about what is going on in the earth. So why? Why? So we can be a force in the earth to reckon with. And so we can bring about his kingdom. Salvation is the most important thing I could ever utter. See how I say the salvation. Salvation is just not Jesus uh, being saved or, or believing in Jesus, I meant to say. Salvation is not just believing in Jesus. Salvation is what Jesus said once you believe in Jesus. Once you say, yes, Lord, yes, Father, you ask the Father into your life by way of Christ, and you believe, you truly believe he came, lived, died, rose again, all right, you have become born again because that faith is not of yourself. It's a gift of the Most High. You are part of his kingdom. You think that's all there is? It's a whole big old gigantic kingdom of rules and, and, and prophecies, hundreds of prophecies that has to come to pass and all types of things that are supposed to happen. All you're going to be doing is standing at the door. It's like going to a mall. You go inside the mall, all those shops and things to see and do, and you're standing at the door because you're inside. That's how I look at people that trivialize who are Israel. And who are Israel, it ain't, all, it ain't the only revelation. There's a lot of other stores in the mall. But the Father does something. I think what I'm really trying to say is this. Folks, if the Father is saying it, you need to be knowing it. Period. Whatever it is. So, speaking of the Father, Priscilla, any comments on that? I'm trying my best not to go more than 10 minutes without getting you in there. Anything? I want you to just hear it briefly. Make it no more than about two or three minutes because I'm going to get in this book. I'm going to go 10 minutes and then I'll come to you for about 10 minutes. Go back. Go back. But go ahead. Anything yeah, up with what yeah. I just said? You're right on. You're right on, Seth. Actually, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that's where I think the believer falls short is they think that okay, 
I was, as a matter of fact, I taught a class tonight. It's interesting that you said that too, because I was teaching a class tonight on accountability. And um, I said those very words. I said, the party don't end wow. when you say yes to the Lord. I said, you have a responsibility to live the life. You, you have a responsibility to be who now you've been called to be and do now what you've been called to do. You have a responsibility in the earth. So let me say this. So my name is not ambassador. That's what I am. I am ambassador for sale in Del Porsche. That's what I am. As a, is ambassador What is an ambassador? Ambassador is a representative For Christ That's what I am Who I am is Purcell and Del Porsche Right So I have a responsibility to that To that, to that title I have a, if, I'm, if I'm calling myself A representative I should be a, a representation Of the Christ or of the kingdom I like that you mention the kingdom Often on, our, on this show Because that's something That's, that's not mentioned Enough as well Because um, we're so uh, um, We are a people who've come up In a democracy And in a democracy The people make de- Put demands On the government for what they want but in the kingdom, the king establishes what he wants for his people. Amen. So until we can, can look at it from that perspective, um, we'll keep falling short of the bar. And we'll, uh, we, will, um, we will not uh, experience the fullness of God or the fullness of Yah. Amen. Well, Priscilla, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, brother. And again, I thank you um, for tuning in tonight. And I don't take it lightly that you um, come on the show as well. Is that that taking people for granted goes two ways? Or, or... all right. So, and and you yeah. you that are on the phone line, y'all remember I got this this backup thing in my ear. And uh, Priscilla, what I'm doing is when I do these shows. I hear myself talking in another ear, and it's very it – takes, it takes a while. I don't know how these professionals can do it because oftentimes I repeat myself or I stumble. But, brothers and sisters, if you're on the phone lines and you want to comment or uh, get in on this, go ahead and press 1, those of you on the phone line. Those of you that are listening online and you're just kind of curious as to what's going on, what's being going to be said tonight, uh, there I go stumbling. <laughs> uh, call the phone number. Right there in front of you, 914-205-5590. All right, y'all, let's get into this book. And I think what's going to happen to Brother Yoel, if you're listening, I don't know if I'm going to, again, add anything new to the book. I I think I'm just going to refresh to the the listeners, kind of go over what we've done so far. This is going to be a review of the book. 
So, Brother Yoel, we would not do any new stuff to the book, unfortunately. But I'm just not ready. Y'all, I have to feel this book. I have to feel it. I have to, and I just don't have that feeling. You know, I have to, listen, let me explain something to everybody. Some of y'all know what I mean. I'm putting myself on the timer starting right now. When I write this book, brothers and sisters, I try my best to be under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Like with the Expo 30, 30 areas of life where we are saturated with white supremacy. Even when I, when I write, I try to hear how does the Father want me to say how white supremacy is influencing us in the area of education, in the area of science and technology. Yes, I do. I'm not trying to say I'm some holy than thou or whatever, but I just, I have to feel it. Just like these shows. My wife will tell you. I'll tell her I'm not doing a show now. I'll do a rerun because I don't feel it. I have to feel it. Because guess what? We're spirits. And if y'all know if I'm not in it, you can tell. So I want to, I want to do something powerful tonight. Now, this ain't no second-handed stuff. But I want to talk about some of the highlights uh, the shows and um, some of the, the parts of the book that we've already established. And why should I tell you the Most High is going to bless this show. He's going to bless my efforts. He knows what I mean if some of y'all don't. Okay? I have this book inside of me, you know, uh, uh, but it's a certain kind of a, 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 a go-ahead green light I have to have when I'm saying something new. Because remember, I'm writing as we go, brothers and sisters. But I'm, I'm safe to, to, to share what we've shared so far because I've gotten the green lights on those episodes and on those previous pages already wrote. And that's all what I'm trying to do tonight because there's certain things i got to get in back in the um, – get used to saying. Kind of like this. Let me show you what I mean. I have a saying wrote down right in front of me that says it's – Brothers and sisters, if you don't understand that the Most High calls so-called whites from the North Country to occupy Israel as a punishment, Israelites, when he scatters them to the four corners. If you don't know that, you don't know how many times he said a wicked nation coming from the North, a whirlwind coming from the North. Woe he that coming from the north. Over 20 times in the scriptures I counted, he talked about something coming from the north that is going to wreak havoc on Jerusalem or Jerusalem. If you don't know that, and you see these so-called white people today and their might and their muscles and their strength and their technology and their this and their that, or in other words, their white supremacy, The philosophy. I mean, I'm talking about. Let me let me back up and retract that. White supremacy is lies. They're not superior. What I'm trying to say, if you see the true muscles that they have, the wealth, the might, the military, all the things they have, and they come along with saying they are better. It's two different things. So in one way, you can see they really do have some things bigger and better. Then they come along with some lie that say, we're just better than y'all. And you don't know 
that the Father called him for a season to be in that position, you will worship these people. I'm going to say that one more time. When we say worship them, we don't mean I worship you white people, our old holy white people. We don't mean that. We mean giving them credit and praise where they're not supposed to get it. Instead of seeing that they'll have fulfilled prophecy, you would think it's them. And people in my world think it's them. People in my world look at their military and think it's just them. People in my world look at their technology and think it's just them. People in my world look at their beauty and think it's just them. People in my world look at their mindset and the way they talk and the way they articulate and think they're just superior. If you don't know who those people are, Here's a better one. If you don't know who Europe is, if you don't know the history of Europe, Iliad and Odyssey, that the first glorified book wrote in, in Europe, and how that there was thousands and thousands of years of living in Africa before that, and there was nobody in Europe, if you don't really, really know that, not just saying it because you heard it, but if you don't believe that and know that, and know that those white people, it's impossible that they be from Ireland, Greece, all these places. If you don't know that. You say, all that matters is Jesus. Okay, so history don't matter. No, brother, just Jesus. I don't get caught up in all that. Okay. You can't help but to worship their muscles. And that's what I'm running into. For the since two since nineteen eight uh nineteen around nineteen eighty eight, when the, I first started getting pieces of this, I keep running into these people in Columbus, in Fort Worth, in Tulsa, in Israel. It don't matter where you go. People are saying it don't matter, brother. If you don't know who somebody is and how they got to where they are, you might think all of their might is theirs, and it's not. Many years ago, I don't think I ever shared this on the Five I think I may have said it once or twice. But the Father showed me a side of so-called white people. Because there's no such thing as grouping people just on skin color. People can go group themselves and have sex and become a people, a DNA, you know, over some common thing like skin color. Or they can, all the short people can mix among themselves the way they have a short people nation. They can do that. But the father never honored him as a nation because they short or because they tall, because they white skin. You got to know that. It's a manual, man-made construct. And somebody, what does it matter as long as there are people now? Well, again, if you don't know how things happen, you can wind up worshiping them. And a lot of us is caught up in this white supremacy. We just don't want to talk about it. But it's true. We worship white people, brothers and sisters. So 
Many years ago, the father showed me, Brother Purcell, and all the listeners out there, a side of white people, I guarantee you'll never forget after, after it come out of my mouth. I guarantee you ain't got to try. You will never forget this. And it said just what the scripture says, Israel, I'm going to provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a people. He said, they're not a people. Some people would interpret that to mean they're not human. So they run off teaching white people is devils or something stupid like that. That's not what that scripture means. It just means they're not a known people. They don't have no deep roots. Think about that for a minute. Everybody's known in the world. But here come these people that the Father say he is going to put over Israel, and he said they're not a people. They're just a little bit of here, a little bit of there. They're scrambled. They're from they're, they're people from all over. Albinos is a modern-day term. Migrating from Africa, all kind of tribes. You say, where is this written? Look, I'm going to tell you this, brothers. This is why I say I don't take no back to nobody. How do you think they became white? In your spirit, while you're looking for footnotes and references, how do you think a people become white? Explain that. Of course they were albinos from Africa. Go by your spirit, brothers and sisters. Instead of me taking some long, the University of Colorado said in 2001, come on now, we're believers, brothers and sisters. And I'm going to go to Purcell because I see my timer is going off here. Said a lot. So let me just say this. You go ahead. Go ahead, Seth, because you're in a, you in a, you in a flow. Go ahead. So what I'm saying, I'm going to do another 10 minutes, brothers and sisters. And if you want to jump in at this 10 minutes, just jump in because we already went over. So I'm going to start this time again. Brothers, I want you sisters, I want y'all to really listen to me. This is just one little note in front of my computer to remind everybody. If you do not know that the Father sent these people, because the Father's behind them, they're going to prosper in places other people can't, and they did. They're going to be able to do things. The world is full of all of these minds. And here come these Europeans, and they do something, and everybody's thinking, how come I didn't think of that? Africa is walking around with diamonds under their feet. And you're thinking, why didn't they think to do the diamonds in the... Why didn't other countries decide to have a central bank and they make all the other banks, you know, honor this bank and this be the one bank, and then they look up and you got the Rockefellers and... You know, why do they think to do banking the way they did? Why do they think that whenever you go a place and it's already people there, start saying you was there first and everybody was going to believe you? Just lie. Everybody else will think, nobody will believe me. I'm not going to say that. 
and they just say it. We was there first. <laughs> the Bible says of these very people, and I know I'm not giving the scriptures like I need to, so. But this is a Hebrew Israelite, or this is an Israelite channel. I shouldn't say Hebrew Israelite, but an Israelite channel. And I think we uh, we may have Brother Call that was on Sunday joining us. Uh, but Brother Call tonight, as you know, we're talking about the book. So if you can flow with us, uh, flow with us. Anyway, brothers and sisters, my God, my God. I know what I was saying. I got sidetracked. The Father showed me a side of white people that I, that brought tears to my eyes. I want you to listen to me. I wish Brother Carl could hang on. As soon as I said what I said, he hung up. It's okay. Those of you on the phone lines, again, if you want to comment, press 1. I'll bring you on. If you're in the chat room, chat away, and I'll get your question out. If you're online, you want to get in on this, call the phone number. Brothers, listen. Father showed me they're not who you think they are. Number one, they're not they. They are us. They're African. One of the hardest things it took me to see. I can't. I can't. I can't quite. I'm trying to get into what he showed me that was sad, and I keep getting these side roads. One thing that, that the reason why I couldn't accept what the father was telling me that they was Africans, because when I look at white people, their hair is so different. The nose looks just so much different. And I remember saying, I just can't get this, man. They look so different than us. And then I began to see, study, because y'all have been studying for years and years and years, Brother Purcell and everybody. Listen, when I begin to look at Indian people who we know is from Africa, they have the same features. And if you don't call it white people features, you call it African features because it was in Africa, the hair, that same nose, that same lip, that same whatever you think white people have. It was once upon a time not in Europe because nobody was in Europe. Nobody. Nobody. No Ireland, no Britain, no Italy. Civilization did not start in no Europe. There was thousands and thousands and thousands of years, dynasties before people started living up there. So where are they from? Indian people. We can see clearly where they came from. So their traits which is European, we say, it's not really, you don't call it that again, it's African traits. But Indians, somebody from India, if they have an albino, albino, it's over. I remember thinking this long time ago, this had to be around 1999, no, probably earlier than that, because I've been talking about this all over Cincinnati and Columbus. Listen. There is not one feature 
you cannot find in all of Europe, you can't find in India. That hair has to do with moisture. That nose has to do with the climate, the pressure put on our bodies. White people, that's not white. White people don't have no lips. White people don't own that. First of all, we got to quit classifying white people as some outside group. That's our problem. And it's very difficult to do because all of our life we've been taught they're like, they're this different group. They're not. Let me say it another way. Doctors, if you haven't heard this, I don't know what to say. I can't take this time to go research. I'm, I'm assuming some of y'all are smart and well read. You know this. But if you need a lung or a kidney or a heart, oftentimes the list of people that would matching your heart or lung or kidney is white. Sometimes a white person is a better fit than a black person is. I thought they so different. Here's a strange one. If I'm if I'm white and I need a kidney, sometimes a black person kidney is a better fit DNA wise than the white person. Go figure that out. I might sound upset, but I'm not. But people get on my nerve wanting all these long list of and I just and I probably should in their defense provide what the University of Pittsburgh says this and the University of California Berkeley had a did a scientific you know, but at some point you gotta just listen to the spirit. Because this stuff is not rocket science. Tell me how we became white. And why yet why do we have white plants? Why do we have nine trillion green plants and all of a sudden one pop out white? Maybe not nine trees, more like maybe just say nine thousand and one pop out white. Why do you have eighteen thousand insects and one pop out white? Every so many thousand white. Explain that. Why do you have animals every one thousand or two thousand birds or whatever it is and one pop out without pigmentation? You go explain that one. Okay. Again, the Father showed me. Y'all better listen to me, brothers. Father showed me something about our white, so-called white brothers and sisters, which is us. Showed me something about those that have come white, our brothers and sisters. How sad their origin really is. When the Africans, as they're doing in Tanzania right now as I speak, mistreated them because they look different. And if you're oppressed by your own people because you have white skin and somebody say, hey, you know, there's another place where it's a bunch of people that look like us and they won't mistreat us. You might say, get on out of here, man. I'm staying with my family. But they continue to mistreat you and mistreat you. You keep hearing more and more and more about people up north that look like you. You might, you might decide you're going to go and see. I 
I remember meditating on this and praying about this brother Purcell, Master, and I remember feeling tears in my eyes. For those who think brother Seth hate, listen. Years ago, their origin is not pretty, brother. Then after the father showed me this, I started reading books, coming across books, where white people were saying what the father already showed me. I just didn't get paid for it. Michael Bradley, chosen from the carcasses. I didn't need Michael Bradley to tell me that. He basically said, this is a white man. Google it. Y'all like to Google stuff? Google it. Chosen from the carcass. I'm going to Google it right now with you. I ain't seen this book in a while. Chosen from the carcasses. Michael Bradley. Here it is. Look at this book. My God. This brain back memories. But I didn't need it. Thank you, Michael, but I didn't need you, brother, because the Father showed me who these people were. Number one, they ain't these people, they're us. And look who folded, John Henry Clark, the father of black history, father uh, of forwarding this white man's book. And in this book, he's talking about Jewish origin, delusion, deception. <laughs> this is a white man, y'all. That's talking about how Jewish, the so-called Jewish people in Israel, talking about their true origin and the delusion and the deception, and how they had a, a significant historical role in the slave trade, genocide, and culture colonization. But in the book, he talk about exactly who these people are. But if you think that book is something, how about this one from a white man? Let's forget about black authors. Since y'all thinking they hating, we hating, we hating. Let's go with white folks. Because some of y'all, you're in the white supremacist outfit. There's a book by the same guy, Michael Bradley. If you buy any book, buy this one. Because here he's not talking about the Jewish question. Listen, listen. Michael Bradley, The Iceman Inheritance. That's the name of the book, The Iceman Inheritance. By the Iceman Inheritance, it says prehistoric sources of Western man's racism, sexism, and aggression. You have got to read that one. Guess who it's forwarded by? The father of black history, John Henry Clark. Michael Bradley could have got shot over this book. I'm surprised nobody killed him over this one. Michael Bradley basically says in a nutshell, white people is the problem with the earth. Which I kind of disagree somewhat. I think Satan is. But he exposes white people in a way I guarantee you no other book does. If you get any book by... Michaels Bradley, the Iceman Inheritance. Prehistoric sources 
demands racism, sexism, and aggression. He basically coming out of that caveman mindset, which is true history. They try to make like man, humanity come caveman, which is a slap in the face of the Bible. That is so-called white people that are, are albinos that migrated up to Afri- from Africa to Europe, and they was up there so long, and in those caves, it's cold in Europe. They couldn't be out like the Africans uh, in the sun and all of the culture things. They was in caves. They had to be. It was cold, brothers and sisters. You can't build, and build a whole bunch of stuff with all that coldness. So they was in caves a lot. So they started walking different. They started talking different. You see my people up there for years and years and years and years. That was Africans having lost the sense of just living. You'd be surprised you could be that way too. You listener, you can be that way. If you you and your family moved away on some island and y'all was just out there away from everybody. All types of films that y'all was way out, and y'all never came around so that you was beginning to start pick up different things too. I believe it. You'd be surprised to know we're learning from each other every day. We reaffirm certain teachings, but when it's cold and you don't have time to talk, and you don't have time to mingle, you don't have time to learn. You could evolve into caveman too. But that is not the origin of mankind. This is life from pity hell. And I thank the scholars that have put that to rest. While caveman era was going on in Africa, I mean in Europe, Africa had dynasties. Did y'all know they had arts and science? And, and, and some people say aerodynamics, probably the one planes like, not not. But they used the wind. These folks had an engine in those boats. Those sailboats, they could turn that sail a certain way and go just as fast as somebody with an engine. Had all types of technology that didn't destroy the ozone layer. But Michael Bradley, the father used him to take further what he was trying to show me. Their origin is pitiful. Pitiful. When the father showed me, Ambassador, I was pitiful full for them. It's sad. So what happens is they start secretly celebrating their humble past with little things like the Flintstones. Every time they talk about the prehistoric times, they never do it in a derogatory way. They're always making these people look good because that was their origin. Mm -hmm. Pitiful. And that's what's behind the aggression of pay you back. Y'all oppressed us. I was talking to Troy, the brother, the white gentleman, the last white gentleman I had on the show, if I can say that. And I explained this to him, and he said, yeah, I can see it. Now when I talk to Troy, he says, he's probably listening right now. But Troy get it. He said, I can get it. They was mad at those Africans. If they did that to them... They was mad at them. And then just think, they up in the case of Europe, and they don't have access to this and that, and they become mighty, mighty, mighty. That's why they were so aggressive with the world. Columbus just take off sailing. Man, don't you have a family? 
Don't you want to go back and see your uncle and aunt? How y'all just going to sell, 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 never ever go back? Or go back every three months? There's an aggression. There's an anger. So they meant they was going to change history. And the father used that aggression. The father used that hatred. Yes, he did. He used it. My God, my God. All right. Somebody in the chat room said, Behold, I will make the brothers and God Satan. We say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Uh, be wise, the servant says, I know your affliction and poverty, that you're rich. I know the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but the synagogue of Satan. Yeah, brother, you coming out of, or sister, uh, you coming out of a Revelations 2 and 9, 3 and 9. His, his real name was not Columbus in, in, in 1492. Okay, brother, name probably wasn't Columbus, but all I'm saying was he lied. And not only him, but Balboa and all those other explorers, they came. But there was something behind the white man. This is what one white man said, named Michael Bradley in his book. But he, Michael Bradley ain't the only white man that has told the truth about the true origin. As the father said, I will provoke you, Israel, to jealousy by those who are not a people. Arthur... Arthur Kessler, in his book called The Thirteen Tribe, hit it a little bit as well. But a lot of whites, and I thank the Father for those so-called white gentlemen and females that have told the truth and say, basically, we were nobody. People like Tim Wise that's out there coming against those white supremacists, saying, y'all lying, we were never united in Europe. We fought each other all the time. But it's uh, Well, you know what? Based on that last last statement you made, um, you said you said somebody would say they were never united. Is that what you said? Yes, brother Tim Wise. Tim Wise said they were never united. Um, I don't think to this day. I don't think. Um, they're united. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. Correction, correction, correction. Sometimes I get talking, I don't. Tim Wise said, when we came, when we came to America, he was debating um, this other white supremacist, Jerry Taylor. He said, Jerry, what do you mean? You know, because that's when they classified them all as white back in the 1500s. And he said, you act like we was just so happy with each other. We We didn't. We, we we just was united when basically when we went to go take the blacks, we was united. But when we was with each other, we fought all the time. They are united, as the Bible says they would be when they go to take the world. But when they're by themselves, they fought all the time. But go ahead, brother. And that's what, I was, that's what I was getting at. When there is, there is, that, there is a cause, if you will, that they're gunning for. To this day, my experience has been with them that they are united or they unite. 
to uh, common cause, whatever the cause is, like I said before, that they are gunning for, they unite. And it's, it's very clear, it's very clear, and this is not my wheelhouse, but because I'm a black man in America, I actually have an experience or have experience in this area or on this topic because you live it or we live it all day, every day, especially in corporate world. They will unite against you when you know that they don't care for one another. But in order for you not to win and for them to remain, quote, unquote, on top, they will stand against you, not united within themselves, but united against you. That right there is sad all by itself. Amen. And Priscilla, I want you to finish. You know what? I believe it's because the Father called them to rule for a season. And that season is up, brothers and sisters, by the way. Go ahead, Priscilla. And you know, the sad thing even about that, and I was going going to go there. The sad thing even about that is the fact that they united well, I would say to the word or the voice of the Father. And for whatever reason, we are the chosen of the Father. And this is relevant today. We are the chosen of the Father. And to still today have trouble um, heeding the voice of the Father, which which is why now my wheelhouse is the state of the body of Christ, which is why we find in the body of Christ we we don't even have to deal with the world right now with the body of Christ. Yes. Yeah. Before you make that statement, I want to comment on what you just said. Okay. They're not obeying the Father, per se, because the Bible calls them a wicked nation. The Bible Uh says that he would hiss, H-I-S, to the nations of the north. It literally says that, brothers and sisters, I'm trying to find it right now, but I was trying to find something else for y'all. Give me a minute. But over 20 times, it talks about, I didn't know I was going to be talking about this particular point as I would have had these scriptures, but over 20 times it says he would hit the nation north. Now, what I believe, this is where Satan get involved at. When he turned people over to Satan and he allowed Satan to do certain things with them. For instance, mm-hmm. if Satan said, kill those Israelites, the father said, no. Satan says, do this. Father say no. And in other things, so I just believe that the will of man, of course, plays a part in this. 
but I believe that these people are wicked. I don't think they they're just obeying the Father like that. If they did, they wouldn't have took the slavery too far. I just want to say that the Father says certain things was going to happen to Israel, and then He allowed I think Satan to come up with this philosophy of white supremacy. Uh, I'm, I'm reminded of the scripture that says they will say to you, "Bow down, that we may walk over on you." And the Bible says that the Israelites bowed down that they can walk over on. He said he will put it in them. The, the, uh, uh, I'm not, that I'm gonna look that one up. But matter of fact, I'm gonna drop everything and look that up because y'all need to know this again. The scriptures talk about how this people that the Father called from the north would say to Israelites, bow down that we may walk over on you. And the Israelites bowed down. He said he would put in them the spirit to submit to these people. Y'all better know your Bibles. So you got to know who these people are. Otherwise, you think it's all them. It's not them. Go ahead, Priscilla. Yeah, um, when I made that comment, it wasn't in the sense of they were so much as they were obeying the Father. My my point is, okay, they were able to come into agreement. Let's use that. Let's use that. And whatever the situation is, because I'm reminded of the scripture in Genesis chapter 11, where it talks about Genesis chapter 11, verse 5 and 6, that says, when you have two, two or more people on one accord working towards the same goal, there is nothing that will be restrained from them. Now, that's not necessarily talking about just a believer The scripture said Two or more people On one accord Working toward The same goal See what What I just showed you right there Is a principle Whose work Whether you wicked Or whether you righteous why? Because the principles were established by the Father. This is why we see in uh, in our world or society, this is how we see um, the white man seem like he, he establishes wealth so much more than us, the people of color. Because they operate from the principles, not necessarily acknowledging the Father, but operating out of the principles that the Father established. A lot of your motivational speakers give speeches that that have helped millions of people to become wealthy because they're teaching the principles that the father established not necessarily established not necessarily acknowledging the father unless you're talking about somebody like Zig Ziglar 
Now Zig Ziglar was a was a, uh, no, no. a well known belief. Okay. What'd you say? What'd you say? Let me say this. I don't want to cut you off, but at the same time I just go ahead, Purcell. I'll just No, go ahead. No, you go, go ahead. ahead. I'll just bring it back. I, I I just don't want to because again the show uh, everything you're saying how do you how do you interject when somebody's saying something that is true? But you you got another truth you want to bring out. You Purcell is right, and it, it upsets me what he's saying is so right because that's exactly that. It's calling pimping the scriptures. That's why I want them to finish. But my point is, even though they pimp the scriptures, and he's right, they'll do it and become wealthy. He's right. What what can you say about that? But what I'm saying is if people don't know who these people are, you'll start to give them undue praise. So this is what I'm going to do. I want Purcell to go ahead because he didn't take his first 10 minutes. Finish up, and then when you do, I'm going to reach out the scripture I finally found here. Okay. By no means. Now, let, now let me make this crystal. By no means. Uh, and I do understand what you're saying, Seth. I I I, I do get it. Um, but by no means, when I reference them the way that I am referencing them right now, and by them I mean uh, the white people, okay, if you will, so, quote quote unquote, so-called white people. Now I didn't know anything about that. Um, them not being a people and all that stuff. A lot of this stuff that I've learned, um, I, it, it was initiated through Seth, through my relationship with Seth. A lot of this stuff, because a lot of this stuff did not did not matter to me, like he was saying in the beginning. Brother, that don't matter. A lot of this stuff didn't matter to me, but over time. Um, as he uh, awoke, uh, awakened me to this, over time I paid a little bit more close, a little bit closer attention, and I continue to pay a little bit closer att- attention. Even today, I'm still paying even closer attention. So make no mistake about what I'm saying. By no means, and no stretch of the imagination. Am I giving them any kind of kudos? Because I do believe that they operate from a place of wickedness. I do. Now, I don't see them as necessarily the blue-eyed devils, you know, like maybe our Muslim brothers would would categorize them. Um, But then again, even in that regard, it depends on who you're talking about. Okay? So... But again, like Seth said, the show is not uh, designed to necessarily bash them, but to bring awareness. Amen. So, in 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 uh, in my experience, I've seen I've seen the wickedness. I've I've dealt with the wickedness. I I mean I I don't know how many fronts that I dealt with the wickedness on. You know, and it's frustrating as a believer uh, to 
see how it would appear. Seeing they touch, turn to gold. And it seemed like you just can't get a prayer through. And you guys chosen people. But what I began to understand as I as I began to grow and mature, I understand that it's because, number one, the power of agreement, that's number one. Let me also say, that's what we're lacking in the body of Christ, is the power of agreement. Okay? So that's one thing that they have going for them. The other thing that they have going for them is they uh, have, have the mind to operate from the principles that God or the Father established in the earth. They work the principles better than we do. Amen. Okay. Well, well Priscilla, let me why, say this. Let me say this. Why they experience the success they have. Go ahead. Sir. I I think I think what you're saying. I hope people know that with um, uh, Think and Grow Rich, um, Richest Man in Babylon, uh, mm-hmm. The Secret. What these people are, brothers and sisters, you have to be very careful. Priscilla is right. That's why I didn't want to stop him because that, oh, my God. There's so many scriptures rolling in my head right now to back up what he's saying. It ain't funny. But one scripture talks about in a, um, Habakkuk, I think it is, how it says they will, no, that's not a backup. It talks about how they would uh, deceive the people with their policy. Um, mm-hmm. It talks about their witchcraft. It's like a witchcraft. So they use the scriptures kind of like witchcraft. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, brothers and sisters, these people use the scriptures in a way. See, I think there's universal laws that God the most high yacht is not even involving. It's just universal laws that set within the earth. And when you tap into those laws, things will happen. And these people have learned that. And one of them is giving. You would think if you give, 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 you're going to wind up broke. It's not true. Right. If you really give to people in need, it's a universal law that says you going to be, the earth is, the I think it's the environment. I think I think it's the Father, but I think it's something he put within the earth. It's like a secret. It comes back around. I don't right. think anyone knows how you live your life. Poor. Huh? Right. The Bible says if you give to the poor, you will never be broke. Right. And I think we think when we see their wealth, it's God. That's the biggest mistake it is. I think there's universal laws in the earth just like there's laws of gravity, we know if we throw an ink pen or a brick in the air, it's going to come back down. There are universal laws. We just don't know. We're ignorant that if you tap into them, things are going to happen. So all of this 
chatting we're doing right now came because of one little one little uh, sticky I have. I'm looking at, and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. I have about 25 of these. You see what I mean? But there's a lot in this book. But like I'm trying to nail down, if you don't understand, brothers and sisters, the power behind these people, you will give the credit to them. And they are no name. Or as Romans 10 and 19 and Deuteronomy 32 and 21 says, I will provoke you, Israel, to jealousy. You know, to make Israel jealous, that powerful, rich, they was the most beautiful people because when they won wars, they took the beautiful women. They weren't just beautiful because they worshipped the Father. They were spiritually beautiful, yes, but they physically was beautiful. Think about this. Every time you go to battle, when you win, you get those beautiful women. And they was commanded to shave their head for 30 days so you won't be tripping with them. They won't look appealing to you. And then after those, their hair, keep in mind, when you defeat a neighbor that was far off, not close to you, if they was close to you, the father said kill them all because he knew they would always be remembered home right across the street, so to speak. But if those neighbors was further off, he says, you, you spare the women and the children. And those women were to shave their head so they would not be desirable to those men. But then after 30 days, you would determine, they, the women were to determine whether or not they wanted to become your wife or your concubine. They didn't want to be your wife, not a problem, they become your concubine. Brothers, do you know what that means? Read between the lines. I'm going to pick, if I'm into this whole multiple wives things, and all of them were back then, I'm going to pick the most beautiful women to be my concubine or to be my wife. Or allow, I know they got to decide, but I'm not going to even let them decide if they don't look a certain way. So Israel was a beautiful people, y'all. And they policed it. I mean, their, 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 uh, their, their laws and their statutes, they lived, they was classy. I don't think we understand this. We just think of stuff like the Roman Empire. All the people did was beat some people upside the head. Israel did that and more. The way they ate was second to none on the earth. So their bodies was healthy. Then they was beautiful. Then God, y'all fought with them in battles. There was nobody like Israel. They didn't have no poverty because they had that tithing law where they couldn't even, they had to leave a certain amount for the poor. There was nothing, nothing like Israel. Zion. But the father said to those people, I am going to provoke you to jealousy. How can you make them jealous? going to really do something. What you about to do that you're going to make us jealous? Nobody can make us jealous. We don't seen all people. We don't seen the Philistines. We don't seen, we don't seen the glories. We don't seen all types of things built around us. We don't see mighty armies. How are you, Yah, or Yahweh, or Yahuwah, or God, 
how are you going to make us jealous? Folks, when Satan comes from the bowels of hell with that philosophy of white supremacy, it was over. Just a simple little philosophy. When they first said it, people probably laughed. Number one, the people look different with this philosophy. So that's what made it stick. They had white skin. Folks always looking at them like they was weird. In Tanzania right now, 2023, June the 13th, 2023, 24th of Sivan, Hebrew date, 24th of Sivan, 5,783, if you go by the Hebrew calendar. Right now, brothers and sisters, in Tanzania, they are killing albinos. You ain't had to step in and stop it. So they may not be doing it right now, but they, there is something in those people's heart against all those albinos, because there's more albinos in Tanzania than anywhere in the whole world. Google that. <laughs> no, really. So once upon a time, when people were not as nice as they are now towards albinos, they was mistreating them. And the Father used the enemy with this philosophy. And so those people came out of Europe with this philosophy and this aggression that Michael Bradley talked about against the entire world. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. When you look at Europe and all those castles, you're thinking, oh, they're so powerful. Research. See who were the first queens and kings was in that land. See who the, here's interesting, here's something interesting. Some of y'all know this. Please forgive me for saying this because some people don't know this. Research who the the Moors were and their part in playing, what they played in it. Europe was not who you think they are. There was nobody. Oftentimes, like today, it's exaggerated. Everything about them. Picasso this, Picasso that. Go find out who the real architects of art was. Once you believe white supremacy, white supremacy... You'll pay anything you, you, you'll be buying a, a million dollar paintings too. Once you believe the lie, you'll spend a million dollars on a painting. I love white people. I ain't on no hate thing. I know them. It's sad. It's sad. 
how they became a people. There's nothing to play with. And you can get shot by the right white person for saying this. I don't fear death. I don't fear them. This is information hidden. Yeah. And when you understand this, what God did with me, per se, I don't think I ever told you this. I want you to please listen to me. And, and those of you on the phone lines, and y'all know you got to call the number. Uh, well, it's 930. We're good. Per se, listen. My God, my God. Purcell, if you knew, if you saw the way God gave to me, bro, that day I cried. When I saw the early stages of Europe and the punishment the Africans put on those albinos, I felt sorry for them. I started reading history. Because I started researching, making sure it's this God, is this God, is this God. And I started reading and hearing about how the European worshipped the Africans. That's history you will never find. Kings and queens. I kept saying, that's impossible. Read some of those who, some of those, look at where the name Paris come from, Paris, France. You're going to see African black names, black people, black popes, black Madonna, black Yeshua. And here's a good one. Oh, my God. Let's go whiter than white. Let's go to Russia. Oh, my goodness. You've got to see the type of – it's like Russia don't care. They still hide it, too. But it's up front. You get to see the black Madonnas and the black images. You'd be like, why would they make it black? It must be the truth. Folks, we got to take a break. That's all there is to it. Uh, it's kind of overwhelming for me, actually. Let's just take half a break, y'all. First, are you okay with a break, Ambassador? Yes, sir. All right, we'll be back. You got the one and only Ambassador Purcell Porsche all the way in Cincinnati, and you got Brother Seth somewhere in the United States. Folks, we just swinging again at this um, excerpt from the book. Kind of got sidetracked, derailed by this one revelation. If you don't know who these people are, you will worship their might and their muscles. Don't do that, brothers and sisters. Worship the Most High. Again, you tune to the Five Stone Network. We'll be right back. Just take a little break, y'all. Tune or some chord changes and 
progressions and and uh, he and Tremaine actually got together and put lyrics together for that and we decided to use it because it was different it would add a little bit of contrast to what we were doing in the concert that evening
And I'm back, brothers and sisters. Again, I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your time, brothers and sisters. You know, some of you are probably going to be thinking, all this stuff these people are doing on the earth. And this Negro on the line talking about he was pitiful for these people. He opened up the, the ambassador's line here. He may want to jump in quickly. Uh, I got to nail down more of this book, though, brothers and sisters. So we got to get back to the topic. We, this is all good, though. It's all topic. I take that back. It's all topic. But Brother Ambassador Purcell, some people may say, all oh, this these people doing. Well, that's why I was praying in the first place. I studied white supremacy. I studied the hatred. I was fascinated by the hatred. Why they hate us? That's when I joined the Klan. People always trip out and think I'm playing. I wasn't playing. I really did join. Not that I agreed with them, but infiltrated them. I wanted to know. Why do you hate us? I'm looking around at people trying to go to business, trying to go to college and doing this. And I'm thinking to myself, y'all crazy. We're not going to even have a world if this hate don't go around. If this hate don't leave. We're not gonna even have a. I can't. I can't enjoy the degree. I can't enjoy Six Flags or the entertainment or the movie. Thinking to myself, why don't more people ask why they hate us? So I infiltrated them, and I must have remained a member of War for years. White Aryan resistance. I was a member. Google that. <laughs> now, I'm not promoting them. Not in a good way. I just want to understand, and they was the biggest group then. I want to know, what's up with the hate? So I, they sent me literature. They even asked to meet with me. I said, nope, no thank you. I'm an upstanding gentleman in the in the community, and I can't afford to meet, can't afford my identity to be revealed. <laughs> Brother, you lied. I sure did. <laughs> what are you thinking of the ambassador? Well, that that must not be on the phone. He would have commented, I know. So he must have stepped away. Y'all know we do step away from our phones. But brothers and sisters, listen. Hold on, Seth. Did you say you infiltrated? Boy, uh, where are you at? Why you got this long delay? Yeah, white supremacy movement? Yes. Man, you saw that movie, Black Klansman. No, no, not of that spirit. Not of that spirit. I don't know if he infiltrated. I, I didn't see that movie. And I did this, and keep in mind, this was done 
I lived in Cincinnati. I left in 2008. I probably did this around 94. So that was way before this movie. He probably got the idea of listening to my show. I, well, I didn't have a show back then. But no, brothers and sisters, when I say I infiltrated, it was very easy. All you got to do is join online. And I think the Internet had just come out, uh, was just booming. And I joined, and they tried. They sent me a lot of information. I used to show Arlene the literature. Arlene was a little nervous. She didn't think it was a great idea. She <laughs> said, you know, you got a family, blah, blah, blah. I said, Arlene, these people, they didn't think about me. So they would send me these books, uh, uh, not books, but a uh, catalog to order books. And I was telling her, look at, the, look at this catalog. Francis Crest Wesson, I kid y'all not, was in their, cal- in their catalog. Books talking about who the real Jews are was in their catalog. Because remember, they hate the real Jews. I mean, the, uh, the, the, those that say they're Jews, they hate them. Remember, that's a part of it. Niggers, Jews. So all those books that's talking about blacks being Israel was on there. Not all of them. Not all of them. But some of the books of talking about blacks being Israelite was in their catalog. Now, they probably didn't come out and say, blacks are the real Jews. They wouldn't say that. But they were just trying to refute. They probably just used the part of the book that's talking about how these Jewish people are not real. But they definitely weren't celebrating us. But I'm thinking to myself, Arlene, do you see this? These books is on their catalog. Arlene, this is Francis Chris Wilson. He said, who is that? That's the lady that talked about uh, 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 the origin of uh, white skin. They knew exactly who was saying what about white supremacy. That was on their black book list. But anyway, for those of you who think, Brother Seth on her kissing up, listen, the father knew the truth that I was about to share, such as the whole leprosy teaching about white skin, evolution of white skin, and the Bible, what the Bible says. And the father knew that people would be saying, you hate whites. So I don't know if that's why he gave me that revelation of their origin, how it started, to the degree, I literally, I'm telling you, I got teary out. I'm not saying water actually accumulated enough to fall down my cheek. <laughs> but but my heart was broken. I'm like, that's why they hate us. We started it. We started it. I think it's our resilience. Last thing I'll say, Priscilla, real quickly, real quickly. A friend of mine named Isaiah said this to me one day. He said, Seth, they're not mad at us. He said, they're mad at God. I said, Isaiah, what did you say? He said, they ain't mad at us. That was deep. And that helped me to see even more why they hate us. You see, a lot of them that care enough about this topic and that have money can travel all over the world. When I went to my little 24 countries, I got the big revelation. The earth is dark skin. Oh, my God. If you've been taught white supremacy and thought everything's so white, and you get on the plane and you're rich and you start to travel to all these islands in the Pacific, ain't nobody, nobody, nobody look like you. I say nobody. I say nobody. I said nobody. I said nobody look like you. 
that, if it was a revelation to me, what do you think it is to them? No, I understand the hate. We hit first. We wounded first. Just by showing up and just being looking like the earth. Brown or green. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, yeah, that was that was quite the statement there that they mad at God. Um and I believe I that I believe that in part I do. Um I believe that in part, and I say in part because um, I don't think they have, and I talk, keep in mind, uh, people of God, that I'm always speaking from the, the place of there is always an exception to the rule. So I'm not painting with a broad brush, if you will. Okay. So my thing is, I believe that in part, that they are in part mad at God. Because I think the reason I say that is because I believe in large part, the Caucasian community believes that God owes them something. Okay. So they don't see God. It's almost like they see God as equal on top of the fact that they believe the lie that they're the people of God. Amen. They they believe that. I mean, they really, really believe that, which is what really pisses them off uh, about us. But what I believe is, the thing that they really that really bothers them about us is the fact that we are such a resilient people. It's like I can almost see their back office conversation. Man, what do we have to do to get rid of these niggas? I mean it seems like no matter what we do, it seems like it almost seems like they come back stronger. Or they come back larger in number. Or they just keep bouncing back. No matter what we do, we can stick dogs on them. We can spray them with fire hoses. We can burn their houses down. Next week, they'll have another one built. Back. It's like, wow, I, think good that, point. I think that they are so, um, if you will, because nothing that they do really affects us to the to the point where we're willing to just throw in the towel and give up. Because now I've said this for years. I've said this for years. And I know that slavery was not our uh was not our beginning. I get that. Okay? But the fact that we did go through that whole slavery bit 
said this for years. If it were the Caucasian community who was enslaved, they would still be enslaved today. Simply because there is not an innovative bone in their body, in my opinion. This is my experience. We're talking about my experience. So don't don't tar and feather me. Talking about my experience. There's not a creative bone in their body. Look at history. We know you know the history. Everything that they've achieved or received, they got off of the backs of somebody else. Or they stole from somebody else. Or they just simply uh, took credit for it because they had the economic uh, wealth to do so. Right? So if slavery was still going on, they would still be enslaved today, in my opinion. So I think the thing that bothers them the most uh, now today there's a different dynamic or there's a shift in the dynamic because um, what has happened today is their offspring now brings our culture into their home. Wow. So they're saying, oh, oh, hell no. Now my child <laughs> wants to be like them. <laughs> See? So it's almost like it's almost like we just just dump dump coals on them. We just and not even and we're not even trying to. We just being who we are. That's what's crazy. Yeah. And they so they so enamored by us being who we are that so baffled and so befuddled and so perplexed that they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. So That's why this is now. This is why I say I'm shifting gears a little bit right here. This is why I say, because remember I told you my my wheelhouse is the state of the body of Christ. So I'm always somehow going to allude back to that. This is why what I just said, everything I just said, is why. Hold on. Do you not know that? Their people infiltrate the hood. Just like Seth was talking about how he infiltrated a white supremacist group. Do you know that they have people that infiltrate the hood, see what's hot and what's not? So they can take it it back to to their uh, corporate empire and and keep their edge in their multi-billion wow. dollar uh, uh, businesses. Wow. Now, see, Purcell, this is why I open up 
and said what I said. I want you to finish. And then we're going to get to this book. We're going to hit a little bit more of the book. We're going to wrap up the show, everybody. Bring up one more thing about the book. We're going to wrap up after Purcell. But this is why I said what I said, Purcell, earlier. And those of you that's listening online, y'all know what you got to do. Again, you've tuned to the Five Stone Network. We have on Ambassador Purcell Porsche all the way up in Cincinnati. And myself, we're just talking, again, excerpts from the book. And uh, uh, this is for those that came in not that long ago. We're just talking about if you don't understand the might of so-called whites, you will worship. Worship it means pay overdue. Or, 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 or give praises where praises shouldn't be. The mm-hmm. Most High turned them over to Satan, and Satan have given them the philosophy of white supremacy, and white supremacy have seduced uh, 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 like a spell the earth, and we see now through a maze, through a fog, through it's very cloudy with this white supremacy. Now we can't understand anything. We can't see who Christ is. We think he's white. We can't see Israelites. White, we think these people are bigger than what they are, better than what they are, stronger than what they are, all because of this maze, this lie called white supremacy. Brothers, it's, it's, it's serious. Go ahead, Pris. Go ahead, brother. It is. It is. It is very serious. And the sad part about it is we go into great lengths, and I, I didn't forget where I was, but I, I need to make this point right quick. We're going to great lengths by we're. I mean, us, uh, the blacks, we're going to great lengths to be like white people. When in fact, they want to be like us. This is why they lay out in the sun half the day. Right? This is why the Botox industry is booming. This is why the, uh, what do they call that? Uh, when they have these body augmentations. The BB, BBLs, that's what they call it, BBL. I'm not exactly sure what BBL stands for, but it has to do with uh, body augmentation. Where you yeah. going, yeah, where you're going into these Plastic, these plastic surgeons are booming now. They have television shows. They have one right. guy who's so famous that he does all of his surgeries on social media. I mean, you got people going in there getting uh, the Brazilian butt. They're getting uh, breast augmentation. Right, just to kind of keep it going, I don't think they're getting that to be, how can I say it? I think I think some of that, I do think you're right, they want to be like us. But I don't think they, here's what one, one author said, everybody want to, how'd it go? Everybody want to look like us, but they don't want to go we go through. Something like that. Everybody yeah, that wanna, don't have nothing to do with looking like us. That don't have, that don't have nothing to do with uh that's true. That's true. They don't want to they don't want our our struggle. Right. But but they definitely want um the natural the natural beauty 
and shapeliness that our women have, they absolutely want that. That's where all of this that's where all of this plastic surgery foolishness came from. The Botox in the lip. Right. The the Brazilian butt lifts and all that stuff. I, they, I that think, butt thing came from us. Right. I think that's because white supremacy is wearing thin. It, it's still out there. It's still us that want to, because that's still king. It's still more people want to be white as far as white skin than dark skin. But now mm-hmm. these bodies, there's so many songs made about the butt till they just couldn't, they couldn't, they first demonized the black woman. Let's just get it real. But I'm thinking of the one statue. It's called Venus something, something. And uh, they made fun of black women's bodies. But there's so much mm-hmm. media just swimming in praise for these butts. And now they want that. But I still think that's that goes to show you, but the white supremacy is not invincible because some kind of way it broke through. But the dark skin, is it breaking through? Yes, a lot of brothers do want dark yeah. skin. But a lot, it, it, white skin is still king. It's still king. White still people don't. making comments about dark skin and, and, and so forth. But white people don't. They want. They want that dark skin though, and they've been trying to achieve that dark skin thing for a very long time. But I think what happened was there was a study. Years ago, I don't know if you know about this, but there was a white kid in one of the one of the the big universities who was actually doing a a study on um, on racism, and this kid took melanin pills for uh, several weeks. I think it was. So much so that his skin, he, he, he achieved black skin. He achieved the black skin. Um, it was a Jet magazine several years ago, but it was a big story. And he said the, the white boy himself who took the melanin, pill, melanin pills said out of his own mouth, this experiment has changed my life. There were places that he was used to be able wow. to go that he could not he could no longer go because of those melanin pills. He said there were looks that he would get that that he didn't used to get. He said he would go in grocery stores and women would clutch their bags. He experienced he literally experienced the life of a young black man and it changed his life. So yeah, they absolutely do not want our struggle. I remember um what's the the uh there's a very prominent white woman. I don't know if she's still living. I think she's still living. Um but she's a feisty something. I remember her she had a seminar one time and she said Dr. to June all the Elliot. White boys, June Elliot. June Elliot. Jan, Jan Elliott. Jan Elliott. She said in the in the she had a um a, um what was it a seminar of some sort one time, 
And she said to her whole white audience, anybody by a show of hands um, who would like to with our black brothers and sisters? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Nobody raised their hand. So she said, wait a minute, let me ask this question again. She said, you guys didn't, you guys must didn't hear the question. Raise your hand, I said, if you want to trade places with our black brothers and sisters. And none of them white people raised their hand. She said, well, what that tells me is you acknowledge that there's a a grave um, difference in how we treat our black brothers and sisters. She said, so why don't you say anything? Why do you allow it? If you don't want to, if you don't want to trade places with them, or if you don't want to have to go through what they go through, why do you allow it? And a hush fell over the room. So we started out by talking about what is the what is the issue with them with with us. The issue is, even after after all of that that I just said, we still, like a cat, land on our feet. And that, my brothers and sisters, drives them absolutely bonkers. They just could not figure that thing out recently about how hockey now y'all know how y'all know hockey is not a, a sport that you would you would uh, associate the brothers with. Well, contraire, mon frere, because it was the brothers who actually started the game of hockey in I think I believe it was Vancouver somewhere. It was black men that actually started the game of hockey. So it's like whatever, this is why I preach, this is why I love the skin I'm in. Because no matter what we're faced with, we somehow find a way to land on our feet. And I believe it's because of God. But what saddens me the most, remember I told you my thrust is the state of the body of Christ. What saddens me the most is even the way that the Lord comes to the rescue for us, how he's standing in the gap for us. He even had to tell the children of Israel in the book of Ezekiel, the 36th chapter. He said, you have profaned my name all over the place. I'm paraphrasing. He said, but I'm going to sanctify myself in you right before their very eyes so that then they will know that I, the Lord, am God. 
Then he said, don't get it twisted. He said, not for your sakes do I this, but for my name's sake. <laughs> so the Lord has always, he's never left us nor forsaken us. Even seeing this, we witness it. We still choose not to obey perfectly according to the will of the Father. We still are trying to find our own way. I like that. And the more the the thing you just said, I got out of that the most. I got a lot of that, a lot out of that. And hopefully you did too, uh, brothers and sisters. But the hope, did y'all hear the hope? So many times I hear, brother, y'all dwell on the problem too much. Did you hear the hope in what the ambassador just said? We keep bouncing back. I know we said a lot, and Priscilla, I'm only interrupting just because of the time. Can I wrap up here? Y'all, my grandbaby's supposed to come about now. I told him, told my wife that I, I'm going to go to 10. So any minute y'all going to start hearing this noise like it was a couple of shows ago and kind of ruined the show. But so I want to wrap up, but I just want to say this. Pretty, say that, was, that was really good. That was really Thank good. You, I love the hope you put on that. That's we bounce cool. back. And no matter what come at us, there seemed to be a way. White supremacy... It's not always successful. And Priscilla and I, even my wife and I was talking, and my wife was telling me that I have to be careful because sometimes I sound like nobody can escape white supremacy and we just, this is all there is. And I don't want to be that person to talk like we just can't, can't beat it, this philosophy. I just want to, Purcell, get yeah. – yes, go ahead. Can I interject right quick right there? You said that you don't want to be that person that that makes it sound like we just cannot beat it. Let me say, let me say this, because when you said that, this is what leaped in my spirit, okay? Romans chapter 12, verse number 2. Says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. The only way that we will overcome white supremacy is the is if we refuse to conform to this world. And allow God and the relationship that we have with the Father to uh, continue to transform our way of thinking. Because what is what is it, it is hindering us is the way we think. Listen to that. Be not conformed to this world. What is that saying? Be not conformed to this world's way of thinking or this world's system. What are we talking about? 
We're talking about the system of white supremacy. We know that the system of white supremacy is the system that the world operates from. So if we just take that one little scripture, again, Romans chapter 12, verse number two, be not conformed to this world's system. Be not conformed to this world's way of thinking, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Uh, Philippians 2 and 5, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Look at the blueprint, man. This is the blueprint right here. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 5, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. world will be transformed by the renewing of my mind that you may prove what is that good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. And I'm done. I'm done for the night. It's the boy Ambassador Philadelphia Portion 8, all the way out here in Cincinnati, Ohio, representing Salt Life Kingdom Ministries, where we believe in bringing the saltiness back to the believer through rightly dividing the word of truth and kingdom principles. God bless you. I love you. It's not a thing you can do about it. I'll holler at y'all next week. Well, brother, that was good. I really enjoyed the ambassador tonight. I know y'all did. Very good show. I didn't. I didn't get do. I didn't. But ambassador, I didn't get a chance to go into a lot of the things I wanted to. But it ain't always about my will. We must not worship these people. I guess that's what the Father wanted to put out tonight. I thank Him. I thank Him, and I thank you, servant. And I'm going to go ahead and mute your line and go out, uh, Brother Purcell. But I thank you thank you again, man, uh, for your contribution tonight. Very well appreciated. My pleasure. Love you, man. Well, y'all, there, there you had it. All the way from Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, Ambassador Purcell Porsche from Salt Lake Kingdom Ministries. <coughs> Excuse me, on inst- Instagram, y'all. Check him out on Wednesdays. Uh, listen, Sunday. We'll be at it again. I had thought about changing the time, but I may stick with the 5 o'clock, y'all. That's why it pays to follow us so you'll know what time we're coming on. But for now, it's 5 o'clock, but stay tuned, all right? But just know this. Brother Seth is feeling weird these days. I may change these times and just do a pop-up show on Thursday or something. My aunt is doing good with her blog, so I don't help her that much anymore. Uh, So I may do a show, start doing shows on Thursday. Well, maybe maybe we'll see if the ambassador will head out those shows on Thursdays, and I can take a break, and he can kind of, we'll talk about that. Maybe when he do a show on Wednesday, we can pardon up and, and do, a, do a double show on Wednesday with um, Blog Talk Radio. He didn't even know I was going to say that. Well, like he said, we love every single one of you, and there is nothing you can do about it. Folks. The Father is a jealous Elohim. He does not want to share his glory. White people was hired to do one job, break down Israel, cause them to serve them. He said this would happen. He didn't want this for them. He didn't want it for them. He didn't want it for them. 
he loved this nation. But because of their sin that, that, that I believe broke his heart, he scattered us out of that beautiful land and from being the beautiful people we were and to the bottom of societies in the four corners. America is one of those corners. Do not worship these people. I'm going to go out with a powerful song, kind of talking about it. Don't hang up, y'all. Powerful song talking about just what happened. This is Morgan Heritage. We'll see you on Sunday.
Oh, the 